The 500-kilometer line on the map that snakes around the northern part of the island has long been a thorn or an inspiration for Irish artists. From the literary hike of the 1980s custom post-dotted border that became Colm Tobin's Bad Blood onwards, artist John Byrne's work dealt so regularly with the subject he dubbed himself the Border Worrier, evoking an ancient past but also a very present sense of fearful anxiety. Our guest this time Time is a border warrior of sorts, but one who's been directly inspired by Tobin's psychogeography. Tom Keeley is the son of an Irish family who grew up in England and who spent most of the last decade worrying the border, wandering and researching its natural and built environments, decoding its many wiggles. It is 500 kilometres, isn't it? I think it's 499. It's definitely 310 miles um, with all the wiggles. That's about 500k. My name's Tom Keeley. I um, work in relation to landscape and architecture. And I've spent the last 10 years, maybe, lurking about the border between the North and Ireland. My PhD is called um, Alternative Arrangements and it's the topography along and across the Irish borderlands. I guess it started maybe in 2009, 10? Not the PhD, the thinking. Um, and I was in a bookshop in Derry called Foil Books and there was a, a book by Contabin called Bad Blood where he walked the border in the late 80s, 87, from Derry to the Irish Sea. I was really taken with the book. I was kind of really affected by it and really intrigued by it um, and how he did it and why he did it and, you know, what that was like. And my dad was Irish, all his side of the family from Dublin, um, and we would come over, but we would never go to the border in the, you know, this is in the 80s and 90s. I was really interested in what this place would mean and how you can see the traces of a really complex history through the landscape and um, spaces and architectures and geographies of this 500 kilometer line on the map. Following my applying through a PhD and me starting it, there was um, Brexit referendum. And the border went from this kind of fringe of Europe to the center of the conversation really quickly and really overwhelmingly actually and it really changed the relevance and also the um, context through which what I was doing would be kind of read and also made. That was a lot to get to grips with, not only the kind of the disappointment and almost grief of the whole Brexit process but then what this would mean for the work that I was doing. I actually think that in some way the urgency of me looking at the border now or over the last kind of few years has made the work stronger because I mean, when I started, there was a very real feeling that um, by the time I finished, it could be a very different border. When you set out to walk it, did you walk it by that line or did you just walk the kind of, the general straight line? I walked the border in March 2019 and that was the reason that was kind of then was because it was the run-up to what was going to be the initial leaving date for the UK to leave the EU. 
31st of March. And, you know, no deal was very much possible. So I really had to walk it then in terms of being able to walk it. Um, but I didn't walk the exact line. It didn't feel so critical for me to walk the exact line because often part of the feeling of the border was that you don't know where the line is. And I was really interested to, when, when do you begin to feel the sense of the border? Is it Cavan? Is it, uh, you know, is it Derry Lynn? Mm. How far either side do you have to go before it kind of, it's kind of out of mind? There were points when you feel, you have these kind of flashes of borderness, when you see kind of sterling allowances, currency exchange, no border, 1916 societies, posters, border communities against Brexit, banners. It becomes very apparent very quickly. But a lot of the time, it's very hard to decipher which side you're on. And while I think there is a difference, there's definitely a difference between Derry Lynn and Clonus. It's really hard to put your finger on exactly what that, that thing is, architecturally, visually. There are some cues, signage, the buildings. There is a kind of austereness maybe to some places along the border in the north and almost an understandable Scottishness but a lot of the kind of architectures and landscapes are I mean the border ignores them the kind of the, the typologies of housing and bungalows it's very difficult to read if there is a difference between each side and I'm not sure there is and if there are kind of three stages to the work I've been doing kind of driving it walking it and then this stage I'm working on at the moment this kind of hedge school from where I began, I feel like I've moved from looking at the border to moving into the border. And now the border's kind of disappeared. And as, as I've gone through the work, the border becomes less and less visible. And that's kind of conscious and intentional as well. Because, I mean, speaking to people, if, if you're kind of, I don't know, in Glasslock or Emmyvale or, you know, Pettigo, the border isn't a factor. For all intents and purposes, it's not there. It's not visible. If you go through the process of, say, walking the border, which is, first of all, a very strange thing to do, <laughs> because, of course, it's a thing that people always cross. It's not something that people actually walk. But anyway, you went through this, this interesting process, and then it starts to disappear, as you're saying. Mm. Does that confirm in your mind, then, that borders really are um, an attitude and not a physical being. More than most, the border in Ireland is very much an attitude. And the genius of the Good Friday Agreement and this kind of constructive ambiguity of for those that identify as British and live in the North and want to remain part of the United Kingdom, that they feel strongly tied to that. The border is there. The, the passport, the currency, it all speaks to it. But if you are from wherever, I mean, uh, Castleturg or Kilita, and you identify as Irish, you're on the same landmass. I mean, yes, there's the Euro-pound thing, but you're... Someone said to me, you mean, I don't see the border, I just see Ireland. And I think, I mean, obviously, that is a position. But also, it's kind of, kind of a practical reality. Mm. So depending on kind of which side of the house you might be sitting on, the border is a state of mind. Although I think it's become very close to not being so recently.
Tom Keeley there, and the reporter was Anya Gallagher. And we'll have the second part of that conversation next time on Culture File.